The Movie Hour, episode 124, March 10th, 2011. Spoiler alert, the following our programming may contain both movie plots and swearing. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Robert De Niro, You're My Hero Movie Hour. I'm Greg, the host. I'm joined by James, my brother, and Jeff, the other, I guess. Welcome back to the movie hour, gentlemen. Hey, guys. How's it going? Cheers. Greetings. Greetings. It's going spectacularly, as usual, here at the movie hour, ready to rock and roll. Um, It's been a long week. We had to actually put the podcast back a day. Every time we do that, it feels like... Feels like we haven't talked in months, guys. Months. Yeah, it's because we don't really. We've been recording this show. for the last seven years, and we, you know, we're just <laughs> releasing it one week at a time. People don't know this, but outside the show, we hate each other. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very contentious relationship. Yeah. It's only because of our contract with Fox that we could keep this up. Uh, that that, gonna... that and the insane amount of money that we're making. Yes, that's true. <laughs> of course, of course. It's been um, it has been a long week. Uh. Uh, sister, big friend, friend of the show, sister and brother-in-law, got back from Japan. Talked about, talked to them a while. They had a, a fantastic trip. Speaking of uh, Japanese things, Jim has a PlayStation Three. Congratulations, Jim. Thank you, thank you. Three, not a problem. Are also, we gonna stag from there into your movie? Yeah, also, yeah, I, I finished my <laughs> Japanese animation tour, so it's yeah. This maybe this is gonna be the Japanese episode. Let's change it. It's not the Robert De Niro episode anymore. It's something else. Um, might have to be the the Studio Ghibli episode. Uh, but yeah, it's been it's been a long week. Jeff, you were out of town, right? You're back, ready to rock. Yeah, I was out of town this weekend. I am indeed back and indeed ready. And to you still have the coughs, so I'll have to go through and edit those out once again. You don't have to. I think the listeners like the coughs. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. And I'm prepared today. I've got you know I've got my jammies on, slippers and everything, brought right into the studios. And uh, I'm I'm a little down today. From what? Gee, I just got done watching MythBusters, and apparently two out of three things that they tested about Point Break. Could not have happened. Oh no! Point. Yeah. Break. Wait, wait. Two out of three things. Wait, wait, tell so, me that one of them wasn't the part where Keanu Reeves yells ah and shoots his gun up into the air. No, no, they no. didn't test that one. They didn't How about because it doesn't need testing? Because and here's testing. another thing that doesn't need testing. I don't need to know that Swayze died from that title wave because I know he didn't. Because you know, there's going to be another <laughs> one. Point they didn't test too. that one either. Right. Let's see. What else could they have done? Well, something about them flying and hitting each other and then like riding each other down in the... Um... Kind of, yeah. One of the things they tested was the part where he jumps out without the parachute to catch up to right. Swayze, who had the 15-second head start. Okay. But that can happen, apparently. So that was nice. I but uh, the, one of the things that they tested that failed was um, they were both free-falling and they had a conversation at some point. Impossible. You can't hear anything. Okay. They actually yell back to back and forth to each other. I don't remember that. <laughs> I, I don't remember that either. But uh, apparently that was one of the things they tested. And then the other thing they tested, I missed that part of the show, so I don't know what it was. It was actually, um, can anyone possibly be as badass <laughs> as Patrick Swayze is in this? <laughs> that the could be was, it. No, no. Because no. they showed something dropping and then shatter like a fake body, like shattering on the ground. So I don't know what that meant. Did someone free fall without a parachute or something? I don't know. Um, somebody's didn't somebody parachute, somebody's parachute like cut early or something and then hit? I don't remember. I don't remember. God, that movie's great. Yeah. And I th- actually I do remember when they're talking because then the fir- they first go parachuting together and that's when they talk to each other. Later on they just beat the yeah. shit out of each other. So 66% of that movie is false. 
but not the part where he goes ah and shoots his gun in the air. Nope. That's, that's very that's realistic. great news for the sequel. Fantastic news. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> while while we're at it, James, let's uh, just kick it right off to the movie reviews, and you can uh, you can start first since you've been uh, so kind. Oh, okay, great. Um, I this week am proud to review the 2001 timely review. Yeah, I know of uh, Bridget Jones's Diary. Yes. Fuck Did you. Are Jones, you serious? I'm, I'm serious. I, we were trying to find something to watch over the weekend and. Friend of the show, uh, El Sicta, said, if we don't find something, I'm putting this on. And that's what ended up happening. So uh, real quickly, here's my quick review. So wait, wait, before you start, you couldn't find anything else to watch. We were just in one of those hem and hawing type of moods where we weren't inspired by anything. So we just, it was like, <laughs> it was like flipping stations on cable, I think. We're just like, eh, nothing's really... We're trying to find something Netflix. Like so you Netflix. Gotta, you gotta sell it a little bit better. All right. I feel like with that guillotine hanging over your head, you'd find something to watch. Yeah. So yeah. Sorry. So basic movie: British woman, mid thirties, decides to get her life in order, and records it in a diary. Uh, it's a pretty formulaic uh, romance movie. She falls for a man who's no good for her, has a chance at another guy who's good for her, but blows it due to some misunderstanding. And then she has a last-ditch effort to try and win him over at the end. Um, There actually are three things that kind of make this stick out over some other romances. Um, One, Hugh Grant plays, like, the boss who's kind of the cad, the guy who's not good for her. Uh, He's actually pretty darn good in this. He's pretty witty and... You're used to him being like the good boy, so it's kind of interesting to see him as the asshole. So that was kind of interesting. Um, the second thing was one of the early scenes in the movie is they show this friend of Bridget Jones's. Uh, she's crying in this bathroom, and I'm thinking to myself, man, she looks really familiar. And it turns out that it is the same actress who plays Moaning Myrtle from the Harry Potter movie. No way! So I'm like, wow, she's typecast as a girl who cries in a bathroom. This is great. <laughs> that's, so that was kind of fun. Sweet. That's yeah. fucking hilarious. But, uh, my favorite thing that kind of stuck out was uh, the, there's a good fight scene in this movie. And by good, I don't mean badass. I mean it's <laughs> kind of realistic because it's between the two you know, potential love interests. And they're very angry at each other. And it's two people who don't know really how to fight. And they're like... They grapple for a little bit, maybe do a, like a kick to the shin real quick, and like it's kind of awkward, but it's kind of realistic. Like people don't know how to fight all that often, so like a lot of parts of it, it it's kind of funny. <laughs> I but assume rude, that you know? I know how to fight. <laughs> right, so. right. So that part was kind of funny. It's just like, yeah, you know, I could see that happening in a real fight, you know. So, but uh, yeah, overall, still a chick flick, but yeah, that's my review. So I, it got interesting. I, I looked up the girl you're talking about, Shirley Henderson, as the girl that plays. Yeah, uh, yep. And I, I noticed she's in Train Spotting, so I immediately went to see who the hell she played in Train Spotting. She plays Gail. Do you remember who that is, Jeff? Gail? In no. Interesting. Was there a scene where someone was crying in the bathroom? Because that was <laughs> probably it was <laughs> Train Spotting. And you forgot to pitch the number one thing here: Colin Firth, Academy Award winner, Oscar yeah, yeah. winner. Colin Firth is in this movie. See, this is he was playing his usual role there, just kind of the goody two shoes kind of frumpy guy, and didn't have a whole lot to do. Frumpy. He, he's the one that you know she has a chance with at the end and you know blows it with the misunderstanding but will she get him back you never know yeah. <laughs> that last ditch effort might win it i really don't want to talk about the movie any longer but <laughs> it, i would not be doing my job if i didn't uh uh make a homage to nerd in the shoe and ask if uh renee zellweger was fat in this movie because there's a joke about her <laughs> you know i was expecting her to be fat with all the publicity behind it but 
She wasn't skinny. She wasn't fat. (laughs) Way to get fat. She wasn't toned by any means, but whatever. If you're listening to this, by the way, and you're not familiar with the nerd in the shoe, yeah, I, I that one's still available someplace. Um, the nerd in the shoe Oscar, um thing it's from yeah. the 2001 oscars and it's dynamite <laughs> yeah i have very little exposure to that but what i do i remember enjoying a lot of so God, one I, of the I'll few things back. yeah one of the few things that have disappeared off the internet nerd in the shoe console wars is it's not on the internet anymore yeah i i had, tried emailing uh several different groups that used to host it no response it's 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 almost as though there's a conspiracy it's a cover-up yeah that's exactly yeah, that what would surprise say. me <laughs> they were afraid the internet was about to get too awesome and they had to, had to shut it down. <laughs> Jeff, what uh, did you catch a movie last yeah. week? Yeah, I did. I saw <laughs> yeah, 2007. Um, yeah, 2007 documentary called Helvetica. Um, Say that title again, please. Helvetica. Helvetica. Okay, never heard of this it, one, but all right. You it, haven't heard of it? Doesn't ring a bell at all. I know. It is a font. Yeah, it's a font. Yeah. It is the most famous font in the world. Really? Times yeah. Roman or whatever is it? Um, Times, Times New Roman is kind of famous because it's the Microsoft Word um, standard. But uh, it's it like if you look around, if like it, it's kind of amazing. Like if you look around, everything is Helvetica. Like so much, okay. so many companies have it at like as their like their logos are in Helvetica. If you look at like just anything, you Crate can, and Barrel immediately pops to mind by looking yeah, at this. that. Crate and Barrel is Helvetica. Interesting. Uh, uh, American Apparel is Helvetica. Um, Don't tell us anything about the movie. Just tell us what you've learned. <laughs> Helvetica. Um, <clears throat> anyway, the movie's okay. It was. It's sort of interesting. It, it's one of those movies where it takes a topic that you cannot possibly care about at all, like the font Helvetica, and actually makes it really interesting. Um, so g- give it a lot of uh, credit for that. Like it, it talks to a lot of different designers. I had no idea what a major major industry. Well, I shouldn't say major, but the fact that like they had probably twenty different people to talk about about font design, like young people, old people. All, over, all across the board about Helvetica and what it means to culture and society. It's fucking amazing. Yeah. Design. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's like, it's, it's like there's this whole world going on that you don't even know about involving. <laughs> the, there involving, are heroes and conspirators. And <laughs> right. Well, yeah. Like, no, one of the people they talk to is this lady who is like a, she's sort of a, I guess you'd call her like a font artist. And she talks about how Helvetica it, is like representative of the government and the in military military industrial complex that brought us like the the vietnam war it's 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 like she's she doesn't really have a compelling reason she's clearly crazy but it's i mean she's been a successful artist and everything and she makes some points it's 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 interesting um if you're into that kind of documentary that's sort of like a little bit wonky not wonky is not the right word but like a little bit like okay there's no way in hell this is interesting and then it is all of a sudden sort of like the uh spellbound or the um whatever the Scrabble one was called, like things that are so bizarre that they're interesting. That's pretty cool. I, I enjoy bizarre yeah. things that are interesting and they go into, it's crazy. one of those cool little subculture things. Yeah. Is there, is there like any event they're following around or is it just an indis in dis, like a descript, uh, a dis, descriptive look, at, just a descriptive look at the history of Helvetica and, uh, it's current use and what it means to the design industry. Man. Yeah, if you ever want to go buy a font. Does this culture have like a rival culture? You know, like <laughs> and then there's the counter Eric Gold or something. You know? um, well, there are, I mean, like, yeah, kind of. Uh, th- there's like, 
there's sort of like this big backlash against Helvetica because it is so ubiquitous that it's like everywhere. And so people like try and design fonts that are not like Helvetica intentionally. So they're like the Yankees of the font world. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. <laughs> okay. Everyone loves the Yankees. Everyone knows that one. Um, right. I, my, the movie I saw was just like yours. Just like yours. I saw uh, my neighbor. My neighbor. <laughs> I can't even fucking say it because I'm laughing too bad. Uh, okay. Starting over. My uh, the movie I saw was My Neighbor Totoro. It's a fantastic movie. It's the fine the finale of my uh, Hayao Miyazaki saga. I've been catching uh, the Japanese filmmaker producer uh, animators pretty much catalog since I don't know. It's been like a year or something. Uh, it's been a fantastic it longer than that. Fantastic journey. Yeah, Jeff, keep keep talking, keep talking. Don't I forgot. Mind if I do. <laughs> I forgot you had. Oh, this is. I forgot you had the the floor. Um, this is actually for you, Jeff. I've got this for you. Uh, this was, uh, Miyazaki's fourth feature film. It was 19, 1998. Features the voice talents of Tim Daly, which I don't think you'd know, but Jim might know off the top of his head. And Tim he, Daly, yes, he was from Wings. Yes, yes, he was. Wait, which one was he from? Wings? <laughs> the dark-haired one. Yeah. Who's the also? Tim yeah. Daly's brother. Yeah. From um uh. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, uh, what the hell is the name of that cop show? The cops. Uh, <laughs> Cagney and Lacey. That's it. Thank you. Um, also, Jesus Christ, Jim. Also, uh, Dakota and Ella Fanning or do some voices in this, but th- this one's for Jeff. Uh, there's uh, someone that plays that voices the mother called Leah Salonga, I think, who is uh, the voice talent for the songs in Mulan and Aladdin. So that's that's big points, and that's right up. Right. right. <laughs> Jeff, what do you say? You say thank you. Say it for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, I, thank thought, you. I thought that'd be an interesting tidbit, and Jeff would be. Jeff would. Be I did that, that. Thanks for you. <laughs> <laughs> Got to keep him in the loop somehow. Um, so you guys have probably heard me just des- uh, describe a couple of Hayao Miyazaki's movies. This one is actually has quite a few differences from the other ones, surprisingly. Um, the heroes in this movie are uh, a young set of sisters named uh, Satsuki and Mei. Um, we see them pretty much for the first time, like arriving in a new town with a new home, which we've actually seen before in some of his movies. And uh, it's them and their father. Their mom is hospitalized, which you learn later, and you don't really know why. But um, you immediately get a sense of like the siblings' curiosity and wonder, just going through their new house, exploring it, and they're uh, moved into a. Uh, sort of like a farm area where there's a giant uh, grove and a huge tree in it. And uh, it's pretty much a story about them and their experiences dealing with their mom's illness and just going through childhood, which, which is sort of interesting. There are um, the differences between this movie and the other Hayao Miyazaki movies is just like in those movies, instead of seeing like a story about, like a coming of age story or like the rite of passage. This movie is actually more about childhood and staying in like the world of imagination and embracing it. And uh, sort of like the fa- their father encouraging them just to be children, I guess you could say. And uh, it's not really like an amazing, you know, any amazing measures of self-sacrifice or like social change, which I guess if you've seen any of the Hayao Miyazaki movies or listened to in my reviews, sans Jeff, um, you, you would uh, understand that that's sort of one of his themes. And if by sans like... Jeff, you mean I haven't listened to any of your reviews. <laughs> <laughs> all, the only thing I've listened for is like ways to insert myself to make like snarky comments about it. It's so way too time consuming to really pay attention. Yeah, yeah, I, I understand. No problem whatsoever. Um, but it's a it's a really good movie. It's uh, I pretty much 
you end up getting introduced to these other characters, which um, uh, Totoro is actually supposed to be this forest troll that they meet. And if, whenever you look up the movie or see pictures of it, there are just ridiculous creatures that were invented for this movie that are just hilarious. There's pretty much, um, you've probably even seen it and not even known what it was, but there is a bus. There's a cat in the shape of a bus that found in this movie. I have seen that. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You probably cat in the shape of a bus. Yeah, yeah only only because you know, as you, you mentioned, my sister and my brother-in-law just got back from Japan and they went to the what studio? Is that the Ghibli? Yeah, yeah. That's and there's pictures of that in the book that they. Yeah, brought. yeah. Any exactly. any anything that I could look up that would like bring that to me? Because um, cat in the shape of a bus did not bring. My neighbor Totoro in uh, Google image search. And you'll what, get what's it called? T o t o r o. T-O-T-O-R-O. Totoro. Anyhow, while he's, while he's doing that... Uh, hey, look at that thing! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to mention... Weird. Oh my god. Animation in it's great. I get the feeling, <laughs> while you're watching the movie, you are really just like, man, I wish I was a kid again. This stuff is hilarious. Like, I can imagine doing the same shit when I was <laughs> here. Um, like, playing around with my brothers and sisters. Like, this, you get a strong sense of the relationship between the older sister who's only like just starting grade school and the younger sister who's like four. I think you actually get to hear, uh, hear her age later on. But um, do they wear cat suits at any point? Cat suits? You know, like costumes. Oh, no, they are not. There are no costumes in this. There's no holiday or anything going on. Um, but And it's been a really long time since I pulled it out, but I, I really think this is actually probably my favorite Hayao Miyazaki movie. Really? Like, it's fitting that it's the last one. Maybe it is because you know it's the last presentation in class. That's that's what happens. It's the most popular. But I, this one, I think it's the highest grade, and I'm I'm throwing the seal of approval on it. I don't care what anyone else says. It's fantastic. It's um. You don't even care what I say. It's a great movie. Probably most enjoyed if you're an eight year old girl. But I still liked it. I liked it a lot. And uh, I I think. Now, I remember bringing up Miyazaki back when we talked about animation in one of our older episodes. Now, did this spur you to like you know? see all these or is it more of like front of the show Varys's big fanhood of I'm trying to remember why I caught the first one um the first one I saw I think was Howl's Moving Castle to spite me did you actually see how you might have saw Howl's Moving Castle before me Jim haven't you seen that I, one? I've only seen Spirited Away so that's impossible uh, I'm trying to remember somebody <laughs> else, <laughs> I just remember You're bringing it up in our straight up <laughs> it's a complete possibility you know I don't I don't really remember how it all started. It's been a long, t- it's been a fantastic journey, but long, and I don't remember what started it. It might have been that. I swear somebody recommended Howl's Moving Castle. Maybe it was a Netflix recommendation. There are fantastic people over there, and maybe it, it might have been, you know, your um, sister, right, who had just got done reading the book. Oh no, no, no. She she just caught that that movie like a month ago or something. Anyhow, yeah, friend of the show Michelle, who's also been a host, supplied when uh, Jeff wasn't here. Which happens quite a bit, quite a bit. Um, and now that I'm actually done with the the Hayao Miyazaki saga, I just wanted to draw draw some light and shed some light between uh, Miyazaki and who he's he's affectionately known as the Disney of Japan. So I just wanted to compare the two, not really the people, because is he big into eugenics as well? <laughs> Walt Disney. <laughs> Walt Disney is a uh, like Grand anti-Semite. Yeah, he was well. Also born in like 1901, where Miyazaki was born in the 1940s, and Walt Disney. Oh yeah, that's an excuse. Well, Walt Disney being more of an entrepreneur of animation in general and a businessman, where Miyazaki is more of just, I don't know, perfecting or like sculpting that 
art form in a way and a better storyteller i would say anyways um going to the companies not like the production studios themselves miyazaki being the head of his studio like disney was but um sort of past disney's time miyazaki's first feature movie was 84 i think so disney had been producing movies for a lot longer than miyazaki had um but yeah like we're all familiar with the disney movies i won't go into them the the catalog of films their empire whatever but i think where disney was like the pioneer of animation miyazaki i don't know he he sort of chose the traditional animation techniques like he still to this day doesn't do he did computer animation for one movie and it was just parts of it um he still does cell by cell animation and i think the last movie um anybody that does cell by cell animation now does uh, i think what they call digital paint where they don't actually draw in the ink anymore. They'll just fill it in with anybody big. Anyhow, I guess I'm not talking about super independence everywhere, but um, they'll fill it in with I don't do it that in way. computer afterwards. Yeah, I know, Jeff, I know. Um, but Miyazaki's still doing cell animation and till this day. And I know he's going to be coming out uh, even at, with him as director with another one, uh, same plan, no, no computer animation. Um, and where Disney, like the Disney catalog of movies seemed to be more based on like, straight fairy tale a lot of like the power of love and how it can overcome you know any evil like the battle of good versus evil those like obviously kids are always his main characters at least a lot are we talking about disney or are we talking about miyazaki 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 used a lot of animals yeah Yeah. animal personas and the disney movies yeah it's there are a couple big themes in miyazaki's movies like he he's fascinated with flight i think and he's fascinated like you said i think he's fascinated like in the power of children and them being heroes and them being able to do amazing things and how they're like they're important there are futures i guess what he's trying to imply but um it's interesting that they're like the disney movies all have this i don't know the the dynamic of clear-cut good and evil or maybe just you know no matter what you want to do like you're destined to do this and we're going to help you along the way but it's your choice kind of thing like sort of your destiny and at least in the Studio Ghibli movies, the Hayao Miyazaki movies, there aren't any clear-cut bad guys. Like you have a part where you have movies where there's no bad guy and the heroes are pacifists. Like there's, it's really hard to find. Um, there's more gray in these movies, I guess. Yeah, you don't know whether or not to trust people. Whereas right. in Disney, it's like, yeah, he's the bad guy. I already don't. Exactly. Know. Like, okay, let me throw in the evil tones and the music. And I guess you would say the music in Disney movies is a lot more prevalent, a lot more. Um, I guess popular than the the music that ever happens from Studio Ghibli films, although they are fantastic. Um, yeah, I it's it's really tough. Like both of these guys, both of these production studios are just juggernauts, of course. But I, I really think if you want to find something that has a little more thought process, and I don't know, like I I also seems have, like you're describing the movie star versus the artiste. Possibly, yeah. And the other thing is though, especially when you go back to older Disney movies you get the whole feel that it's a story to begin with. Like you've got books opening for the first frame and right, yeah, yeah. Like you get, you only have narration and it's in the, in his movies, you're immediately thrown in his world, whatever he's created. And that's the story you get to feel, feel as a part of. And um, yeah, I, I really think you get immersed more in the, his world than you do in a lot of these Dis- Disney fairy tales, I guess, even though you do have like as far fetched stories as a, a real life human child going to the world of spirits and working in their hotel. Like there's some really weird shit going on that being spirited away, which Jim would know, but um, I would recommend looking into them and maybe I'll put some stuff on the Gunga pit on uh, 
if you wanted to make a first step, I can uh, offer some offer some ideas. And you, you got a couple it. questions for you. Yeah, yeah. First one is Spirit Away 2002 actually won Best Animated Feature. Did it do it on its own merit, or was it the lack of competition? Ice Age, Lilo and Stitch, Spirit, Stallion, the Cimarron, and Treasure Planet. I think you're. Well, I think you're underestimating Ice Age. Ice Age was big. Ice Age was huge. Uh, I'm so happy that you said it that way, and then paused before you read the rest of them. Like, like, <laughs> like I expected people know. to know. <laughs> I wrote it down because I knew a new one. No one um, I don't think so because it also won. Uh, movie of the year in japan it's like the japanese oscars so um not only if it did that means the japanese movies must have all really sucked too gotcha so, so yeah that'd be weird saying merit. you're saying merit good yeah right. i am i am saying merit all right and now the real important question is what will be the first movie that miyazaki puts in the vault god <laughs> that's how, really how just to incite an anti-disney rant how long does it take to get a, a movie out of the vault anyways what is it know. god that is really ridiculous. I um, I was reading. To, to I actually have a question. When when you're done, I was just gonna go go ahead, go ahead right now. Like, um, what the hell are you gonna talk about every week now that you're done watching these <laughs> shitty movies? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Jeff <laughs> found his comment. Was actually, I plan on catching. <laughs> I plan on catching the adjustment bureau today, but apparently they don't play movies for adults at, until like one thirty, And I didn't have, I didn't have time to go see it then. So I had to wait till later. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> almost caught Rango. Rango seems like a fantastic movie too. Another movie for kids. Um, yeah, I going to the vault thing. I just read about how now they're releasing, uh, the Lord of the Rings extended edition on Blu-ray uh, right after they released it, released what Lord of the Rings Blu-ray six months ago or something like that. Wasn't right. it Christmas that they came out? It wasn't even six I months ago. I don't know, but yeah, they're waiting for the Hobbit for right. the extended but, edition. Right, and it's just God, that is that shit just pisses me off so much. I I can't stand it. Which goes back to the Disney Vault thing. That thing, that's yeah, very upsetting. Very upsetting. Uh, very troubling. Don't worry. Uh, Star Wars, all the original or not the original three but the second trilogy is getting a 3d treatment so that'll be back in theaters pretty soon and you'll be able to spend more money yeah. and they're finally releasing star wars on blu-ray like in april or may or something makes me want to vomit that's the that's the special word of today See how many versions you can own ready go yeah <laughs> a lot <laughs> it's ter- all terrible the guy that owns the laser disc one wins automatically though in my opinion oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that'll that'll do it for movie reviews again. Um, maybe I'll I'll put up type up a little special thing for uh, the Facebook page and uh, to put up on the Gunga bit about Hayao Miyazaki. He's an important figure. Everyone should know about him. Uh, I know Jeff's dying to talk, so we're gonna move on to the Parker Posey play along. But uh, before it's Jeff's turn, we're gonna talk about Jim. Fuck. Jim has a Jim had a question from last week. The question was, what is your favorite battle scene? Um, which is described as a a group of people versus a group of people. We're not talking about a 1v1 thing or not even so like a 2v2 thing. But uh, yeah, anyhow, uh, a fantastic question, James. And any uh, answers you'd like to bring up? Anything that caught your eye? Um, Karen's response was probably my my, my close second. The whole uh, um, two towers battle. At, yeah, uh, that was the one that I feet. kept in my back pocket so somebody else could use because that's that's a great battle scene. Yeah, I, I love it. Oh, the scene. elves weren't even supposed to be there from the hence the book. What do you mean supposed to be? Shut up. Think <laughs> <laughs> you read the books? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've I've never read the book the books or at least not that one. So 
I think uh, my answer, my second answer that I thought of on uh, afterwards of the the Outsiders movie, the rumble toward the end when they (laughs) the the socias and the greasers go face to face and start punching each other. Come on, that's pretty good. How many people do you think were involved in that? How many people? Yeah, there's at least it's at least like a thirty v thirty fight. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't I don't remember. I'm asking. So. I posted the video for crying out loud. Who's <laughs> got time to watch The Outsiders? I figured I'd have to set up like a reel or something. It's on actual digital video. Cool. All right. <laughs> <laughs> there were actually, and there were multiple comments about uh, Lord of the Rings. I think uh, Mike mentioned the Return of the King too. I guess Lord of the Rings in general. I think your epic battle scenes um, caught on more than the. I don't know the the 20, any twenty v twenty fight. I, I guess maybe that's why the outsiders didn't make it. Um, I can't really think of a whole lot of twenty v twenty fights in movies. Yeah, we're t- yeah, it's gonna be all epic stuff like Braveheart and all. Josh's like Apocalypse Now is more of a, like a yeah, he it, had a it, solid it, answer, well thought out. Yeah, Very I did like his response, even though I don't like the movie. But I just want to like it's just not. It's not so much a giant mass for a giant mass. And his, I'm just saying, in his suggestion, if you like it, that's an example of not so much a. Uh, Giant. No, you're right. Thank you. Thank you. That's what I, I wanted to hear. Thank you. You're right. <laughs> Change of pace. Anyhow, yeah, questions will be questions will be uh, at gungabit.com and uh, the Facebook page. Uh, search for the movie hour. And that brings us to Jeff's question. Yeah. Fantastic, fantastic question. <laughs> this one's specifically for Greg. Oh, <laughs> God. Hayao Miyazaki did what? Yeah. Um, who is your favorite animated villain? Hayao Miyazaki won because there aren't many villains in that movie. Okay. Uh, Jar Jar Binks. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I kid, of course. No, I'm not not going with Jar Jar Binks. I actually – I thought of a few that I I went through, and for some reason I kept coming back to one of my childhood favorite movies, um, the – even though even though G might shit all over it because it so happens to be a Disney movie from the Sword in the Stone, Mad 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 Madam Mim. Anybody remember that is a good her? One. Oh yeah. Anybody Wizard's Duel. Her. Yeah, Wizard's Duel, and she breaks the rules. Just by she's not a really bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's a perfect, perfect villain, and it's awesome. She 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 becomes a purple dragon, even though they said no pink dragons, or vice versa. I can't remember it. It's awesome. There was um, and another thing that actually comes up, actually not specifically in that movie where. She actually lives. She just gets sick, and they leave her with sunlight all over her face at the end of the movie. But there's right, a lot of she like, hates sunlight. the bad evil guy falling to like dying somehow, even though it's by their own means usually. But in Disney movies, the, the iconic bad guy almost always dies, and uh, there's not there's no example of that really from the Hayao Miyazaki films. Very interesting. Very interesting. I guess the evil people get what's, what's coming to them. Um. So in terms of animated, we're talking about drawn or computer graphics picture of a person bad guy uh yeah we can't do like claymation or something uh, if you want to do claymation and you want to do the bumble from uh <laughs> rudolph the red-nosed reindeer uh that's great but <laughs> otherwise uh james do you have a uh, uh i'm i'm stuck if i want to go entertaining or actual pure evil uh, I'm, I'm trying to decide can it be- um, can it be both? No, not, not the two that I'm trying to choose between. Um, I'll go. I'll go with entertaining. Um, 
I think I'm going to go with Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Great answer. A guy who dies at the end of the movie. Yeah, exactly. He was, he was pretty Spoiler evil. alert. I, I yeah, don't like he was, he was, you know, he was pretty bad. But my second one is like pure evil where this person, you know, had some levity behind him, with, especially the entire song about him talking about how awesome he was. Yeah. It's just, yeah. it's hilarious. No one's as strong as Gaston. And yeah, it's. So I'm gonna pick him for for entertainment purposes. Don't get don't get Jeff doing his French image. <laughs> French battle, battle, battle. Yes. Oh. oh, oh. What was your second pick, James? I'm sorry. Uh, my second, uh, at risk of stealing somebody else's, would have been Maleficent. Which is getting which is her she's getting her own background movie soon, which will be cool. Who's that? I don't even know who that is. From uh, Sleeping Beauty, which. Oh, really? That turns into the dragon. Right, right. We talked about this a long time ago, about her, uh, I think it was... Did I listen? (laughs) Anyhow, um, since there isn't, there really isn't a very good pick from uh, any of the Hayao Miyazaki movies, we're going to have to go somewhere else. And actually, what's interesting, the first thing I was thinking of was uh, the Balrog, because it's computer animated. All right. But I wasn't going to yeah. do that because that was like... It's not in the spirit of the... Yeah, and that's from the creatures, but yeah. it's really fucking cool, and it's supposed to be pure evil, which is awesome. Um, it was really cool, though. Yeah. So thinking about other animated movies, we've got a bad guy. Yeah. There's probably a Balrog in the animated Lord of the Rings. <laughs> that's a very good <laughs> point. I don't remember seeing it, but I'm sure it is. Oh, man. I don't know yeah. that they ever did that one. How did Gandalf? Whatever. Oh, you mean like that movie? Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, One way to find out. Well. Go to your local video store. Go to your local video store. I'm hoping that I'm picking or predicting uh, Greg's correctly, but we'll see. You're not, because I don't even know what the fuck it is. Okay. So definitely aren't getting it. Um, and time. The one I wanted to pick. But I don't even remember much about him. I just like the movie's so old. It's the only one that like still truly sort of scared me was the bad guy from the back, the Black Cauldron. The like it's supposed to be just like the, the Horn King. King. I think it's just his name. Yeah, the Horn King or whatever it is. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Completely badass, and it's one of the shadowy figures. Don't really see his face with the giant like skull mask thing later on, yep. and just scared the shit out of me. And <laughs> That was a movie that I watched when I was, I don't know. Which reminds me of another great 15. one. But yeah, anyways, I was, yeah, that that guy scared me. And I haven't seen that movie in a long time, but that's really the one, I, the one I'd pick. The, it's because it was PG. You weren't supposed to be watching that movie. Yeah, no shit. The parents completely, MPAA. No guidance. Them. No guidance whatsoever. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they just dropped me off with you kids and we watched it. The other, uh, other one I thought of, I'm picking two, was... Not even the main bad guy, but Sword in the Stone actually had me thinking about it. Was, um, Wirtz like he was the squ- Wirtz was the squire to him. Who was that guy? Like the the oh yeah yeah like, Wirtz. Oh, you're just talking about the Wirtz. The, yeah. the stone jaw. Yeah, the stone jaw. It's just a dick to him the entire time till the very end. Like that guy. <laughs> Worse than him was the uh, was the guy with the fat guy with the mustache that was like. <laughs> <"Ding."> <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyhow, just and here and here, I thought you'd pick Judge Doom from uh, Roger Rabbit. That would have been really good. because <laughs> well, he was a tune. Where he's a tune. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God. Yeah, that would be a good pick too. So yeah, those are a good There's question. 
There's some good answers out there for sure. And there's definitely like a definitely with a demon count from Fantasia because he's awesome. He is awesome. For sure. And then, like you know, I almost I almost went out, completely out of the box and went for Ninja Scroll, but everyone would have been like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Oh, at least you two, you two. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, a fantastic question, Jeff. Uh, State one more time. We'll throw it up on the boards. Favorite animated villain. Villain. It's an important part of the question. Remember that. Uh, it'll be at the Facebook page, uh, the Movie Hour. You'll find it there, and also at Gungapit.com. If uh, you do happen to uh, have some free time, stop on over the Gungapit. Go ahead and make a comment. Make fun of Jeff. We're looking for a lot of people to make fun of Jeff. You know it. And uh, also, if you listen to us on iTunes and you happen to be on iTunes, we could use. I don't think we still have a movie review, like a review on iTunes. Just say, hey, you guys are cool. Yeah, and if you do, we'll give you your next three episodes for free. <laughs> like that. <That's> wow. <laughs> I tell you what, we'll name the next episode after you. Whoa, okay, so, okay. Something yep, tangible. It's okay, done. Okay. I said it. I it's get to done. name the next episode, so... Now, then you better come up with a name involving the person that gives <laughs> us the next review. Oh, fantastic. Uh, James, Jeff. Mike, looking at you. <laughs> it's been real. Thank you for the input. Yeah, thanks for stopping by, everybody. Hope you enjoyed it. Hey, I'll, I'll see everybody next week on the Mike's something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> see you, everybody. The Robert De Niro. You're my hero. Movie hour. Take care. Remember Macy Gray? Yeah. Sounds like a man. I'm even a man. I don't. Well, maybe a man, but. <laughs> Nailed it. Two tries. I'm back. <laughs> Glad you liked that. We have fun tonight, guys. Dude, I'm telling you, I'm gonna add. I'm totally gonna add special music at the end of this episode. You're not even. You're not even prepared. It better not be from that movie. That was it's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. Jesus Christ! Please. Oh. Don't. Or at least, if you do, I'm recording this. Make sure that my protest is logged as, uh, you know, <laughs> background to that music. All right. I just drop my. Yeah. <laughs> you complaining about it as it's happening? <laughs> just, the music that Greg is playing right now is not approved by all members of the podcast. And don't make this sound like. Don't edit it and make it sound <laughs> like I said I killed. Them. <laughs> Dude, Jim, you're gonna listen to it. I'm playing it right now. It's so good. <laughs> it kind of sounds like almost like an 80s theme song or something.
It's a